Cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Hey everybody out there in the Avatarverse. We, we, we had some big news the, this time. Um, You know, bigger than every other time before this where we said we've got some big news. Yeah, like the biggest news. It comes from Avatar News, the, the Twitter, oh. and Avatar, the official YouTube channel. Well, actually, the... Twitter was Avatar News, which is on an official and unofficial. That is true, yeah. Yeah, well, but yeah, the official, just like everyone is like jumping on the YouTube train because just as we announced that we have our YouTube channel with all seven subscribers as of the time of this recording. Yep, loving it, guys. We, 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 my dream is to one day hit them sweet double digits. Oh. Oh, I mean, at that digits. rate, growth is going to be almost double, babe. I don't know if we can handle that kind of yeah. of of growth. Uh, but you know, I guess we're trendsetters <laughs> or something. Because then the official Avatar uh, YouTube. By channel. the way, before we go any uh, further, this is a real tea corner. Why don't you enjoy a cup of calming jack? Thanks again for the disgraceful tea. It was delicious. <laughs> This YouTube channel drops a very well done ad. Oh, before we jump into this, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this is My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast. Yeah. Sorry, like, we just got to cut right to it. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. This is my cabbages, yada, yada, yada. We're about podcast <laughs> about Avatar, the last airbender, yada, yada, yada. Uh, how many people out there do you actually think have actually listened to Seinfeld? Like. Or watched it? You mean, like, in the world today? Well, I no, I'm talking about people that also listen to this podcast. Oh, I mean. I have no idea what our demographics look like. We could we could be listened to by a bunch of like geriatric bars like across the country. Hey, all you uh, uh, super seniors, yeah, boomers and greatest geners, like all the boomers. Welcome to the rooting pod. for boomy. That's that's right. Boomers for boomy. So yeah, this 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 was a thing that happened. Uh, no, recently. like for real though, for all the people that listen to us, like hashtag boomers for boomy. <laughs> the, let's see if we can start that. Hell yeah! So <laughs> this is a thing that happened uh, this past week, and it shocked me both in its brazenness and its uh, tone deafness. Um, but we had an announcement on Twitter that uh, there was a new original avatar series coming in celebration of earth day and like then people started reaching out to the voice actress who plays toff and people yeah because well, toff's on toff's on the art that they use to promote this thing it looks and, super official yeah and we gotta like whoa let's just hold the hole up so it changes throughout the day. And what began as an original, new original series is now a new original fan led discussion series. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thanks. I hate it. No, th- this, this press release very much intentionally said 
brand new original Avatar series. They didn't. That, that, when you hear brand new original Avatar series without qualifiers from the original from, yeah, the, official from the official YouTube Avatar channel. YouTube channel, and you know that uh, a studio has recently been formed to make new Avatar content. Uh, what other conclusion is there to draw? It seems just so anyway uh no this is not a new original avatar show this is some dumb talk show where fans uh lead a discussion on different things I about avatar very... the last airbender what gee i wonder who does that it's it's us it's us it's us, it's us. um i guess that's just the ultimate backhand uh way of nickelodeon slash avatar studios saying hey original content creators you ain't got nothing on this we are we're taking the deep questions of the universe that no one has near dared tread it's gonna be called um four nations like fan dumb or something to that effect and it don't get me this is nothing we have against the content creators or like the people that are on the show they actually look pretty funny um but it's just it it's it's a rebrand of 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 nothing i i don't know i just think it's a we this this is the definition of clickbait this would have been yeah no this is absolutely clickbait they're like this is just in and of itself, there is absolutely nothing offending, offensive about uh, uh, the official channel reaching out to fans in the community and getting their opinions on various things in the Avatarverse and using that for content. Nothing at all controversial about that whatsoever. In fact, I think in multiple times we have given up plenty of analysis or plot points and we're like, there you go. Like, take it. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, run with it. So, but what is a problem is bait and switching your fucking audience with this like oh look at this thing that we're like tongue in cheek like willing you to misinterpret and then later on they just like shadow change it to fan let like so they can what point to it and go uh, well i don't know what you guys are talking about we were very clear about what this thing was i don't, I don't know what you're talking about it's just so dumb and it's like it put, it puts me off the whole idea. It's like if I was on board, and I probably would have been, like, you know, whatever. But I'm not now. Like, I'm it, just mad. I feel it cheated. It premieres tomorrow, so we'll do. We're gonna watch it, and we'll see what what comes of it. But one, I already watched the trailer, and the thing that's very controversial is during one of the episodes they i guess talk about oh like what's your favorite relationship and it's team katang or team zutara oh my goodness so so original and, so, and, and deep and then someone goes the only, the only and then teams. someone goes I really don't like zuko and that was really controversial and that's a whole other thing so like you know you you do you, but, but, but like it, <laughs> it's like whatever. We're not here to like we're not here to bust the chops of the people at having the discussion. No, I know, but the fact that that we're just going to get the same like heteronormative yeah analysis. No, it's it's content. It's we're team. We're we're we what is it? We're so, team Zuka. Yeah, team Zuka. Team Zuka Astrid, all the Zuka way. all the way. We're here. We're we're bringing you grade 
between probably B and C content, let's be honest. But hey, we're not in the pocket of big break, okay? You don't want to get those other content creators that are in the pocket of big break. They can't say whatever the fuck they want to say. Like that Zuka is a fucking power couple and needs to be canonized. So controversial. Don't, I think don't, a boy don't. should be I think a boy should be paired with another, another boy. boy. What controversy? You know, that's that's rough, buddy. <laughs> that's rough, buddy. Um, but yeah, one of our <laughs> new followers who we have really enjoyed, um, their name is Jamie, and she has the most amazing art style. Uh, her name is Jamie, and her art style is wonderful, and I highly encourage y'all go check her out on Twitter. Uh, her handle is at Hebe. H e b e underscore g b j e b b i e s, and that's my plug. We're going to lift up some other content creators because that's what you got to do. That's so, there you go. Look it out for each other. None of us, none of us are in the pocket of big break. Even we, we love you, Mike and Brian. Mike and Brian, thank you. Yeah, you're for, we can't wait for more Avatar Studios content. So can't can't wait to see what's coming. Yeah. So when it's really in the new <laughs> original series. So, so, speaking of tough, babe, because that was what really got people excited. It yeah. seems like they're not the only ones excited about a tough sighting. Yeah. It's, it, it, tough on the promotional art really seemed to hebe people's jeebies. Creepers, <laughs> uh, so, creepers, rigid those peepers. Uh, let's just, what do you want, let's, you want to jump into this episode? This is an exciting one, folks. Yeah, that's this why one, it's, uh, the, this one's tough. tough. We finally, Aang's visions that he's been getting in the swamp. I have been. I, finally I, pay off. So, it has he's been. Turned, got some future vision. It's been years since I've seen this season, and all I knew, well, I, not all I knew, but one of the main things I knew this season is Toph shows up, and it has been a long road, uh. Until Toph, we haven't seen hide nor tail of her, and we've had at least two uh, filler episodes so far, so it feels good to get to her. It's exciting. It's Avatar, The Last Airbender, Book Two, Earth. Chapter Six, The Blind Bandit. So this episode opens up... And we are getting Trichio self for the Avatar edition. Three words for you. Treat yo self. With Sokka at the market. Yeah. And I I mean, you know, they probably have come into some money recently. I'm sure they were paid handsomely. Uh, and they got all back all of their money from Avatar Day. At the very least, we saw at the beginning of that episode, Avatar, Qatar was able to pay the one merchant no problem so they, i think they are have finally they're not wanting of cash they're, they actually it turns out they're almost out they they went back to that stall and they bought uh 500 more uh bison whistles they tried to corner the market that's right and it just the price. it just didn't go well um, turns out when you're the last avatar and you can, you're the only one that can train a flying bison, well, <laughs> there's not much need of all those whistles. So Sokka is fretting over this very, very stylish bag. Can I say, can we say, uh, judges, very stylish bag. Um, I give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Like, and it reminds me of the messenger bag that I've had 
since I was in high school. I got it at, on sale at Old Navy, and I put patches all over it from where I've traveled with it around the world. So it's literally been, you know, it's well-traveled, and uh, I am a fan. So, yeah, I understand the feeling, Sokka, when he is attached to that bag. Sokka is, uh, and and Sokka's like, I don't know. Like, he can't decide because, you know, he's like me. Whenever I'm in a store, I'm always like, does the joy of obtaining this thing counteract the anxiety and stress I feel whenever I spend any money on anything at all? Uh, it's a constant battle. Didn't need to buy one. You hear that, boy? We didn't need to buy a bag. Aren't you supposed to be saving me money? And Sokka's, Sokka's right there with it. Sokka's, like, peak millennial spending anxiety on display here. So, Katara's like, yeah, you should. And he's Sokka's like, no. Like, Katara's like, treat yourself. You deserve it. Like, it looks good on you, son. He's like, no. But then he first caves. And, like, yeah, this bag is gorge. So, they, uh, they continue on their way through the market uh and then uh they get they catch wind of a, a rumor of a powerful bending school oh he, this guy shows up and he, he's got these, these flyers yeah it's like almost like the wanted posters we've seen or like the handouts they were giving uh advertising fire fest and burning man so they're like hey like this is, this looks fine and this very much echoes something that happened to us personally where we got this our first solicitation email to the <laughs> at mycabbagecast at gmail.com. So yeah, people, we're getting more robo solicitations and we are fan mail, so y'all better hopefully change that. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not guilt tripping you or anything. But yeah, anywho. No, this, nobody needs to email us. This guy <laughs> thinks we have enough fans I'm like, hey, we saw you started this YouTube channel <laughs> and uh you need some influencer points. They're like, so hey, you, can you should be, market our um, products and stuff and then pay us money to market our products and then get paid because you have a following. And Yeah, so it's 100% of the profits go to you, but you have to pay this like monthly subscription to get access to their in or their marketplace of uh, companies and uh, sponsors it's, trying to get you to all you have to do is like you do do whatever f- that they're looking for content wise and boom bing bing bomb and you're good and this uh, it, it was sc- it's ridiculous this scam is uh, secretly uh, put on display by aliens that are uh, communicating with disparate YouTube channels but hey if you magically get five of your like youtube channel friends to sign up then it's free and like then you start making commissions off their commissions wow (laughs) almost like a almost like a triangle of sorts like Uh, like a three-dimensional triangle yeah it's remarkable it's a direct-to-consumer marketing company that's incredible what (laughs) that that shape what is that shape? A, tr- a 3D our, triangle? I'm, I'm trying, struggling to think of what it, what it is. Our, our cons- Tweet us at CabbageCast. Let us know what the 3D triangle is. I'm not sure, but I think that might be the scheme of this company. Our uh, our consultants are our product. We're giving you a service. Here we are. So, do, y- do y'all want to become part of the Cabbage Patch all it requires is a very low subscription of just, your all your time. <laughs> just come to a lesson, and we'll teach you uh, uh, backwoods basic earth bending. 
<gasps> It'll be great. Yeah. So Aang decides that, hey, I mean, I'm looking for a teacher. This guy's supposedly the best teacher in the city. May as well check it out. Uh, and Aang, he's so weird. Like, he gets there and he's like, oh, we might as well check it out. Just like me. We're like, Zach and me, he's like, this is a scam. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably a scam. But it's still like, hey, it's a free thing. So might as well check it out, right? Uh <laughs> So Aang goes, and he gets this free outfit, at least. He, like, shows up in Hell's Kitchen in his new, uh, yeah, in new. his new white chef whites on his first day. And, uh, they're too big for him, and he's been looking they're bored, and he, he, this scene is really gross. He puts his finger in his ear, and he reminds me, <laughs> this is no, not a joke, my fifth grade teacher, uh, would keep one fingernail on one hand. No, God, stop. Oh, longer God. Longer than the others. No, but why? Well, she claimed, and she did do this. It was so, like, you know, so she could uh, clean her the earwax out of her ear. Oh, God. Oh, no. And she would just sit no, there God, at the please, front of no, the classic no, with her long finger. No. And oh, pick out no. her earwax. Of course, I think also it would not have surprised me if she used it for, um, you know, other orifices and <laughs> for other reasons that are possibly drug-related. Welcome to the uh, body horror-specific podcast, My Cabbages, where we take you down the <laughs> twisted and t- tumultuous road of hygiene. Uh, so I, This is Aang- something that would totally go on our... Our friend's zone has a Discord server, and one of the uh, channels is called teeth our teeth and it's just really unsettling pictures and references to teeth and even though there's not teeth it's like body horror so totally yeah it would it would totally um go on there so anyways so ang takes a fucking face full of dirt he gets slammed with a with an earth bending move and the teacher is right there over top of him like he's coming to wondering if he still has all his fucking memories and the teacher's right there in his face like so you hey, want Hey, I heard you have some subscribers on Instagram. Do, Do you, you want <laughs> So, are you ready to commit to more lessons? Do you want to come and see what our sponsorship is all about? Yeah, come on. Dude. Let us teach you earthbending. It'll be great. And so he's dusting himself off. You get a certificate off. and everything you put on your resume. He's dusting himself off. He's like, it's he's not the one. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. Uh, and and you know, we all get that. This is a very much like a. Uh, this guy has the cadence of like a white dude who teaches karate out of a strip mall. It like it's it's just it seems like a very generic place that would not benefit the avatar. Uh, for for learning uh, earthbending, no, not at all. And uh, he he even says, if you pay me a certain amount of money, I'll bump you up to, <laughs> to the next to belt. the next belt. So yeah, they can. So Aang realizes this is a whole scam, and as he's exiting the uh, the session, and Katara and Aang, or Zaka really had to go, and he was like, yeah, this guy's not the one. They see these two older like middle-aged uh kids walking by and they're talking about some bending competition and they're like they're like will bales is totally gonna take the nut this year and the other one's like no way man will can't fucking drive to save his life it's totally gonna be maddie vasquez 
Uh, Whiplash. <laughs> we are big BattleBots nerds. Uh, you, you know that from if you've heard mm-hmm. other episodes. But these two are, yeah, they're talking about this competition, this, this bending ben, bending royale. And when Katara goes to ask, oh, hey, like, what? where is this place? And they're like, it's on the island of Nunya. Nunya business. <laughs> and there we go. We found the source of the cyberpunk or the CD Project Red cyberpunk uh, hack, y'all. <laughs> like, the same people that yeah. sent them the ransom note that's like, you you've been, e- been pwned. Ex- epically pwned. Yeah, because it, this is apparently 2004. Um, they called them, they got their meme back. So, yeah, these people are, they're, they're dishing about this cool competition, and we're like, oh, we want to go there, because that's a great place to find a teacher. And uh, he's like, yeah, like you said, Nunya. Now, I want to buy an island. And when I get that island, I'll, I, first of all, I won't publicize that it was uh, Pablo, Pablo Estabar's island. That would be my first thing I won't do, uh, thereby not getting kicked off of the island that I was uh, poised Good to buy. Good call. Good call. Uh, but I will name that island Nunya. And I will have a business there. And no one will ever find out where this island is because every time somebody asks what the island is they'll just think that i'm giving them shit (laughs) so yeah it's it's the perfect plan and when they say well why are you there well it's my nunya business yeah it's because of my (laughs) it's my nunya business (laughs) all right fine Grammar yeah. a little off, but I get the picture. And you, and you just sell a ton of varieties of onions. So, uh... Vidalia's... They, they get blown off, and they walk into an alleyway. Leaks. And then Katara follows them. And, uh... Aang and Sokka make a couple of seconds of small talk. And then, completely off screen, Sokka, Katara deals with this. She comes back. We're all as the audience going out. Oh, did she, like, go over there and use her... Charming, charming wiles. Uh, no, in fact, she just fucking bashed their heads in. She she gravity bent, y'all. She could have taken. Uh, oh, who's a really like diplomatic person? He, she, they, she she could have taken the IRO approach, but instead, she took the tough approach. Brute force, baby. Uh, so she finds out. Yeah, there's this underground tournament that's happening it's a tournament arc y'all it's time for like the heavens arena tournament arc that's right bust out your going uh or gone and kilowa are learning how to use nen and gotta get to the top of the tower gotta get to the two on the floor uh so we we're like we settle in for a good old season of tournament it's time for a whole season of this tournament and uh it turns out it's not a whole season long it's it's much shorter than that the uh the boulder shows up and Sokka is a big fan. Sokka loses his shit in this competition. Yeah! Woo! The boulder knows how to put the hurt in the dirt. It seems like Sokka's been starved for entertainment all this time. He's been providing it for the group and he's sick of it. He wants someone to entertain him and so he's like he's like woo! He like cheers. Sokka would have been a huge like pro bending advocate i'm sure and he probably like helped start it yeah oh yeah and then he went and the most enthusiastic non-bender on the the pro bending circuit and then they tried to make him the 
Secretary of Education, and that did not go over well. <laughs> Do you think that, you know how people in, in our world today will put broomsticks between their legs and run around in a soccer field, like, throwing balls around? Yeah, to, like it's Quidditch. Quidditch? Yeah. Uh, do you think that, like, in Avatar's world, like, non-benders gather, like, a bunch of, like, puffy balls and stuff and toss them around and pretend to be pro-benders? I'm sure people do as, as, as they are as kids, you know? Uh, our heroes... Our heroes walk into the stadium, primo seating. Yeah, and they immediately are like, wait... Uh, this, they, these seats are too good. Well, they, they, sh- they like, show up to... Uh, SeaWorld, and they're like, wait, why is no one sitting in the front row? Uh, meanwhile, seeing the seats are completely soaking wet, not thinking, and they're like, yeah, we're going to sit here. These are the best seats in the house. And the boulder <laughs> flies by their head. They're like, oh, so, and we're this, this is, this is the boulder zone, baby. <laughs> the boulder zone, baby. <laughs> uh, or what's the, um, the, Instead of the splash zone, it, the crash zone doesn't make sense. The boulder zone sounds great. The boulder zone. In fact, that's not yeah. a bad name for the episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. These guys settle in, and we see our our um our sort of league champ, our our, our um fan favorite, our challenger here, the boulder, who has a very bad uh Hulk Hogan impression, and now. I will also be doing a bad Hulk Hogan impression. I am sorry in advance. You have to listen to this. Because the boulder comes out on stage and he's fighting somebody and he's like. You can still run away. You can (laughs) turn it off. He's like, the boulder's going to take you and string you up. and The boulder's going to win this in a landslide. and, And use his rocks to bash you down. Oh, yeah. I'm the boulder. And uh, And we lost 10 followers that day. I can hear them unsubscribing from the podcast. Um, So the boulder does his uh, Hulk Hogan and quickly dispatches of this uh, enemy. And it cuts back to Sokka and Sokka is losing his mind. He's so excited. He is like, like as feverish as Lars was a fan of Tiger Millionaire and Steven Universe. That's the level we're talking about here. I love you, Tiger Millionaire. Sokka is Lars from that episode. Um, yeah, it's almost as most exciting. Like, weirdly, I slept, had, like, a one-night stand with this one guy who, you know, I learned more throughout the evening, and he... I knew it when he was there. I was like, oh, he was a lawyer and all of this jazz and was volunteering for a local campaign. So he had a lot, you know, in common and like my Leslie note breastfence on my profile. So that was an instant win. But like, as they went on, he's like, yeah, he got, he was super into like W. WWE and that was like what he was like spending all his money on to get front row tickets when it came to Pittsburgh or wherever and I'm like okay like good for you dude and then he was like yeah and like me and my girlfriend are in an open relationship and that's what I was like okay well that's good for you like that's where uh I will check please (laughs) uh like Saga's cheering his head off and at one point Katara is like well what about him what about the boulder he seems pretty cool 
And Aang's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, he's just, like, using his muscles a lot. And his muscles are great. Don't get me wrong. There's some great muscles. And to be fair, the boulder is uh, a beefcake. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the boulder. And I'll take your rocks and I'll grind them to dust. Oh, yeah. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. <clears throat> pebbles to pebbles. Dust to dust. So then he dispatches of more people. Yeah, th- these were the proto lyrics for uh, Bob Dylan when he was writing "I roll like a Rolling Stone." <laughs> so um, b- the boulder is uh, dispatches all of his foes, and then we get to see the, the main event. It's a moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the blind bandit, and everybody cheers. And this little girl walks out, and who's it? Katara is like. She's not really blind, right? It's like a part of her character. Someone says that. Yeah, I know that is uh, Katara. Is, oh, she can't really be blind. And and honestly, Katara, that's a pretty bad faith. Like, that'd be really shitty if if Toph was just like, hey, my character is I'm blind. Oh, no, I can't see. That would be really fucking insensitive, Katara. It would be. But at the same time, I'm not sure, like... I mean, we got a, in the Northern Air Temple, we got a good sense for, um, you know, the one son whose dad built him the really cool chair and like the literally entire society around his son feeling included. Mm-hmm. But uh, at any rate, yeah, I think besides that, I'm not sure how much uh, Katara has been exposed to. I mean, that it was very ableist of her. Yeah, Absolutely. It's super, super, super cancelable. On Twitter, if it turns out Toph was just not blind, then uh, Toph just smokes this guy. She like he goes to move, make a move, and we get this really cool like slow motion sequence where she uses very minimal earth bending to just kind of catch this guy off off guard, throw his stance off, and, and then, then we like, see like through echolocation, like mm-hmm. she's some dolphin trying to hunt down a fish. We, yeah, like that game Echo, the dolphin. Yeah, it's really cool how you're able to see how she's able to sense without even seeing how she's able to see. In fact, we get we actually see Lin. Fun fact: we see Lin Beifong do that uh, in Korra later on. We, we see her daughter uh, do that as well. So, gosh, spoilers, much. <laughs> so then Toph just completely trashes this guy it's just completely undefeated and the announcer comes down and he's like who else wants to tussle with the fucking blind bandit who's 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 good who's who's ready and like spongebob raising he's like i'm ready ang is like hey i'll go yeah I'll, it me and everybody looks over at ang and Toph makes some dig she's like do people really want to see two little girls fighting out here and ang's like no nah, i just wanted to chat like, I want you to teach me earthbending. Boo! No talking! Uh, Toph teaches him lesson number one. Don't leave yourself vulnerable. Yeah, no. She attacks him. Um, he floats, and it's cool, and they have a little exchange, and I think we she gets she calls him Twinkle Toes at least once. Um, says, you're light on your feet there. Uh, what's your name? What's your wrestling name? Fancy Dancer? Fuck, I would be terrified of a wrestler named Fancy Dancer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Aang is like, no, it's okay. I, I just, I really want to talk to you. Uh, and Toph's uh, not having it. No. So 
trying to goad him and um but eventually he's like fine if you won't listen to me then i guess i'll have to like you know he like reflexively uh, shoots this gust of air and she is the blind bandit gets blasted all the way back out of the ring and uh, they declare uh the fancy dancer aka the winner yeah, Aang is the champion. It turns out the fantasy, the tournament arc was one one episode. Not yeah, one season. I mean, it just like with Killua the whole time could have just won his way to the two hundredth floor. He just felt bad for Aang and needed to, or he felt bad for Gone and needed to take time yeah, to, yeah. to really make it and struggle. That's right. So then, yeah, Toph is like dejected. She walks away and we get this great moment where she like wily e. coyote style like paints a door she like, uses her earthbending to basically make it's like a- chalk so and they just yeah. like take it and draw, draw <laughs> a new door so. and walk through and she just makes this like perfect door out of the stone and then she like pulls it closed and it's just a solid hunk of rock. There's no like seam or anything. It's remarkable. I did not know that um stone that earthbenders were also fucking alchemists. So yeah, that's that's where the tournament ends. It's kind of tragic. Toph loses. Yeah. So they're trying to find information on this blind bandit because Aang definitely wants her to be his teacher. And for once, uh, Sokka on their way is just very much affirmed in his decision to get this bag because, oh, yeah. oh his new belt matches so perfectly. So Sokka, fetch. Hashtag pulling it off. Pulling them off. But I have another War question. Better. I have another question though. Isn't isn't the belt isn't Sokka wearing a championship belt kinda like stolen valor a little bit? Like if one of those Earthbender wrestlers like saw him, it'd fucking tear him to pieces for wearing that belt. Yeah. But but it don't matter. It's fetch, it's fab, uh he's pulling it off. That's all that matters. Um, they go to the school to try to wrangle up some information on the blind bandit and they walk in and our two little mischievous brats that, uh, Katara summarily dealt with last time are, are there. And, uh, she intimidate her. She does another intimidate check. And... Great intimidate checks. Oh, great. You again. They pretty much wet their pants right there, and they're like, um, yeah, we're sorry, um, we don't know anything. Oh, <laughs> Please we... don't hurt us, oh god. And then he's like, but no, really, flying pig, what do you know? <clears throat> oh, Bayfong family. So it's, yeah. like, it's like Game of Thrones, and they're just throwing down their, uh... They're like, they're like, their the, crest. oh, the pig? Yeah, that, that belongs to that family, you know, the one with the last name. What are you talking about? What's a last name? Oh, it's a it's a name that comes after the first name. It's a name that all the family members share. What the fuck are you talking about? What yeah. the fuck are you talking? They're just they're so flabbergasted. They don't understand. Like Beifong family. What the fuck even is that? I don't, I don't get it. Fong, 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 fong. <laughs> it raises a really interesting question that I have uh, about this world, which is: do, do only significant families of considerable status achieve last names? Or does everybody have a last name and we're just not told all the main characters' last names for some reason? 
Because the only the only families we know of for sure that have a last name, not even Zuko's like royal family has a last name that we can pin down. Uh, ba- I mean, maybe in the graphic novel, someone will have to add us. Uh, maybe if there's supplemental material that we haven't read that reveals uh, Zuko's last name, please let us know. But yeah, Beifong and Sato, uh, Sato in Legend of Korra, both of which are very powerful, very wealthy families. It seems like a very intentional thing that a last name is a not only is it a privilege but it is a symbol of status uh yeah and it's not necessarily ascribed to a certain nation or a Mm -hmm. certain political system which is why i really wish they we got a little bit more um of this and we may in future uh and who the, who knows, or maybe even the comics, we cover this with the, the politics and the political structure and the governance of uh, the different nations. So I'm wondering if feudalism and, you know, where certain names were, you know, whereas like if you be like, it makes sense when you in the monks for them not to have last names, right? When they're all living mm-hmm. in like a communal that makes sense. culture. Also, maybe even in the water tribe, but at least in the Earth Kingdom, the Fire Kingdom, which is where we see... You know, Sato and Beifong come from, uh, I maybe it has something to do with, you know, more feudalistic. Who knows? I don't know. Well, uh, one can only speculate. Mm. Yeah, we, we get the skinny and they're like, hey, it's the Beifong family. And uh, Aang's like, it's as good a lead as any. And then he gathers the, the team and he's like, hey, guys. Hey, hey, guys. You want to do a and e a B and E. They're like a B and E, and he's like, "Yeah, let's do a B and E." So they they bust into to uh, Toph's backyard. It's great. Toph finds them immediately. She's like, "What are you doing here, Twinkle Toes?" And we get immortalized Ang's Ang's uh, nickname. Don't answer to Twinkle Toes. It's not manly. Which is a great nickname. Hold me closer. <laughs> Fancy, Fancy dance. It sounds like. It also sounds like the name of a pony you'd been out of the horse truck. And you now we're coming around to the final quarter of the dice now. And a fancy dance center is coming up around the final stretch now. Uh, oh no, and fancy dance is on loose team and coming around the final stretch. That's a very, actually, uh, this is a very, be a very fun little twi- like quit trivia game to play. It would be racehorse or professional wrestler. <laughs> so Toph is like, Toph is like, uh, what are you doing here? I don't care about your plight or your struggle. Like, the ang is like the 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 player character and he's like you know we have this quest it's really important it's like a a world we're on a quest it's a world quest like you should care about it because it's like big world stakes and toff's like i don't give a fuck and he's like but you should please give a fuck roll roll to give a fuck and toff rolls a nat one she's like i just don't i don't give a fuck what are you gonna do zero fucks given um which I kind of love about Toph, and this is, we'll get into this, but Toph's my absolute favorite character uh, in the show. She's great, and I'm glad she's here, and I'm happy that there's a lot more Toph episodes in our future, and a lot of Toph moments. And uh, I'll be crafting a Toph uh, drop, but probably not this episode, because it's coming out in, like, four days. I love Toph too. She's definitely uh, one of the best characters on the show. Uh, and so sh- she's like, "I won't call the guards if y'all don't like dip." And they're like, "No, but we-, we need you to teach us." And Sokka's like, 
hey, you need to do what's right here, young lady. Like, he almost he almost sounds like patronizing. He's like, your place is to train the Avatar. And she's like, guards, guards. Guards, guards, come look. Whoa. They don't pay me enough to do this job. And these, like, they all roll to escape. They roll like a, like a reflex save and they all fail it because they all like, Run around in a circle for a second. With like, yeah, it's like chickens with their heads cut off. They scatter and then realize that they're scattering in directions that don't make sense. And they have to like reorient and go there. It's very funny. It's like when you're trying to play hide and seek and you realize someone already has taken the best spot. You're like, shh. The guards show up and she's like, oh no, like, I'm scared. I thought I heard someone. And I'm like, hey, this is really dangerous for you to be out here, young lady. And they like give us a little hint of how her parents are treating her because of... Uh, these things then um we cut away and we see the wrestlers and they're talking shop in the in the in the in their lair he's like yeah i didn't need to make contact because they all have like bat caves now yeah yeah they're all like evil scheming and he's like yeah i saw him he didn't make contact at all because he'd use airbending but they don't know that and he's like yeah i think she took a fall and they split the money it's like damn it fucking smashes the uh, this announcer smashes the wall so hard that a boulder falls from the ceiling and, and uh, hits smashes him. his foot. Which, in all honesty, would one hundred percent shatter that foot. There, there'd be nothing. There'd be nothing unfractured in that foot. Unfortunate. Um, but no, he just he just reacts and goes ah. Um, and then we cut back to. Uh, a scene where uh, Aang escapes, but he's like, "Hmm, I wonder how we'll get access." I know. Oh, let's just pretend, like I'm gonna Trump play my Avatar Trump card. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna wave my Avatar influencer dick around. Yep, here we go, showing off my influencer points, y'all. What could possibly go wrong? Aang just shows up like with a T-shirt that has the like hundreds of thousands of followers that he has accrued on it has the number he brings of, like, by some of his merch yeah he's <laughs> he brings by his bending merch he's like yo check it out um i got uh what, what would be some some ang merch um you got like an appa uh keychain or like an a bison whistle <laughs> <laughs> uh you have a um a destructible you have a um oh i know they he sells uh cabbage cart pinatas great <laughs> love uh so anyway uh yeah he just shows up and they're like hey someone just showed up unannounced for dinner and they're like who the fuck does this fucking prick think he is to just show up at our house for dinner and they're like the avatar and he goes, "Oh, fuck!" But you have to imagine that after the after they cut away, like he was like, "Yeah, fucking and okay, he's the avatar. Doesn't give him an excuse to be rude." Nope. Sorry. Uh, and uh, yeah, Ang and the gang they get kicked out, and they don't they don't find Toph, and and they leave empty handed. That's the end, the end of the episode. 
No, they they get invited to dinner and they're sitting there. And they have a pretty good spread. You know, it's still pretty yeah, basic. Yeah, Avatar Food Watch is is uh this is probably the most food and the most definition of food we've gotten thus far. Yeah, we've got like some crepe looking things. We've got uh got some, some smoked weird, salmon. Yeah, some sort of salmon with like it looks like you know weird cherry pineapple some lemon lemon wedge on top yeah we've got some dessert looking um pastries um or sweet buns yeah Yeah, we've got some cinnabons yeah it's just uh i don't know earthbender buns top bay fun ain't want none unless you got buns huh you think that they were all stoners because it feels like every time we see any food in the avatar world it's either some like like munchable pastry, crunchable yeah. munchable crunchable bowl like snack or it's some kind of pastry or something. So they start getting into the conversation and Aang's like, "Well, yeah, I need a earthbending ben, teacher." Yeah. He's like given he's given Toph some hard side eye and she is not having any of it. No. He's like, "Hey, uh back would be great if I had a teacher." And she does this like gag where she keeps like she like slides his chair back and then she slides it forward and he like his face goes right into the bowl. That's great. Uh, yeah, they're they're going back and forth, trying to constantly outdo each other, and like I'm trying to just use toxic insight to or insight into how toxic the relationship Toph has with her parents. Like she has definitely at first, I thought, oh, it's so sad and pitiful, and her parents think that she can't do anything, and she's definitely found a way around that. But it's just like she definitely has played into the oh no, I have to keep up the looks that I'm a sad little helpless blind girl well she's she's accepted that her father won't see her any other way yeah and she true. has decided to use it as much as she can to her advantage yeah and I, I can't fault her for that um so yeah ang doubles down and like does this big like obnoxious sneeze where he gets all three of them covered in food and i would not be surprised it like i would have expected the scene to just cut to a like prison door <laughs> being pulled across Aang's vision. Like oh, they're what in. the fuck you don't cover an entire He's like in noble family again. in in their food, in their dinner <sighs> and just get away like Toph is like, what's 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 wrong with you? And Aang's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they're at quite the impasse at the end of this dinner scene. Um yeah, it's definitely not been it's maybe been probably been the most of hostile of all of the dinners that they've been at. <laughs> That's probably true. Except maybe the one where Boomy's Boomy, guards yeah. uh, pointed their their spears at them. So, um it's nighttime and Toph comes in and she's like, "All right, fine. Let's be cool. Like, I'm not going to do any more shit." Look, I'm sorry about dinner. Let's call a truce, okay? Just come, just come with me. And so they go outside and they start talking shop, and Toph explains that, like, yeah, I can see just fine. I can use earthbending to, like, see what's around me. As long as I have my feet touching the ground, I can see. Um. So we, we get, an ex- yeah, the explanation is super cool. And uh, she admits that, you know, her parents have always kind of doubted her and thought that she was incapable of protecting herself. So they had to, like, literally build this glass palace around her yeah they're like they're like bubble boy's mom yeah she's worse than rapunzel 
Oh, yeah, Rapunzel's another good example. Yeah, and so Aang's like, well, is this why you had to become the blind bandit? And, yeah, you know, I needed some type of way to kind of still feel like I had some meaning in terms of control over my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her parents just can't see past her disability, which I feel is so, like, frequently a thing that happens. So they're talking, they're hanging out, and suddenly Toph just hears she like drops to the ground she's like we're being ambushed this is bad so they take off running and they get uh attacked by a couple of the a couple of the wrestlers a couple of wrestlers like i think you owe me some money like there's like the bookies the loan sharks are coming for like, this game was rigged and uh the boulder ain't happy they drop these like metal cages on them which like an inch to the right or left and they would have just had like two smashed children two dead smashed children uh so thank god that their aim was very good because nobody like lost an arm or got torn apart or anything like that they snatch them and they run away and uh, the parents come out to a to a letter oh my god it's a it's a it's a it's like it's a, a ransom letter. They're, they're, it's just a milk carton with a picture of uh, Toph on the side, like missing. It turns out it's written on the back of a um, of a boulder headshot that he spreads around to all the local like fighting rings. Yeah, it just says uh, signed uh, the boulder, and Sokka's like, "I have the boulder's autograph." It completely tone deaf uh, t- a situation, and. It'd be like um, someone uh, divorcing their favorite pop star so that they could get their autograph on the divorce papers. Um, well, you'd have to marry your pop star. Oh yeah, first. no, it's a very, it's and, a very convoluted. Plan. And I don't think wouldn't they just want to stay married to them? Like I feel like. Well, then you don't get the autograph. I'm. They would have had to have signed the marriage certificate. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so then we get to they go to to the to the ring where well, like where else could they could could they have been? And it seems like we have had a a going rate in this. Who is like the person that builds these iron <laughs> maiden coffins? They, they call, like you know the roach motels. These are earthbender motels. They're designed to not be able to be bent away oh, from God. uh so then we get um we get this like they pay the ransom and Toph goes free and they're like hey what about ang and like nah it's just for the girl we don't we don't care about ang and so we see like i think we see Sokka put his hand on his boomerang and we see all these different wrestlers break out uh, here we got we got a uh, we got a we got a, a spread here. We've probably got from the from the right to left here. We've got um like an, an announcer man. Uh, the guy um he looks like a tiki Jim. He's just got some or no he's he looks like strong bad. <laughs> he he looks like strong, strong bad. bad from Homestar Runner. Just had. A really bad hair day. And then next to him, we've got, like, Sumo Zangief. 
below that, we've got um, the, the 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 amphibian. Yeah, the 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 masked frog. We've got a luchador, like a green luchador here, and then we've got the heel of the group, the the greatest uh, character of all. The uh, what is his name? Fire Nation. Fire Nation Jim or something. So yeah, fire Fire Nation name. Fire Nation Man. He's great, and then we have. Uh, He's just an ex-Boy Scout leader. Wait, is the boulder the one on the far right? right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the boulder. So then we've got the announcer man on the next to him, and then next to that oh, we've got. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of his name Dol- is like Dolsum. the landsla- the landslide or something. Yeah, but he's like Dolsum from Street Fighter. He's got Dolsum vibes. Anyway, uh, welcome the to the the new fighting game. Goddamn, I said this while we were watching this episode last time, but. I want a bending fighting game. Give me a fighting game with bending moves. I would love that. Um, a fucking... Can you imagine uh, the big Smash Bros. reveal of the century? Aang joins the fight. That would be so cool. That would be so sick. Uh, we have... Yeah, that's right. We have Moliere uh, from from Atlantis. Uh, joins the roster as well. So... We get this epic battle scene as we do in pretty much every katara chases down toff's parents and she's like toff wait we need you there's too many of them we don't know what to do we need an earthbender and her dad is like my daughter is blind she is blind and tiny and helpless and fragile now see here young lady my child is too much of a little weak my daughter is still a virgin i don't know what you're talking (laughs) about she's Still a she's a tiny. I mean, she's twelve, so yes, I would hope she's yes. still a virgin. She's she's a tiny, fragile, doo doo uh, glass baby child, weak, weak little baby, tiny princess doo doo child, and Tom's like fuck fuck you, dad. No, all right, fucking, I'll I'll do it. Glass ceilings, they don't <laughs> exist. Tough's like shatter them. Tough's like fuck this, and she strolls out onto the onto the um s- stadium stage, and, and it's time to duel. Yeah, and so all these fucking wrestlers come charging, and Ang's party gets ready to back up Toph, and Toph's like, "Nah, dogs, y'all can sit this one out." Do not roll for initiative this time. Uh, I will be the only one rolling for initiative. She single-handedly takes out every single one of these Mortal Kombat characters. The highlight is probably a moment where she like plays this mobile game style puzzle where there's these two guys that are coming at her and there's this third guy coming at her from a different angle. And so she takes this like the stage bit at the middle and she rotates it so that they all hit into each other. Uh, it's really smart and clever and probably my favorite moment of the whole episode. Uh, and then we we get to see several flexes. We get this like, um, we get this Katniss Everdeen moment where she sends one of these wrestlers flying in between the master and her dad just perfectly without harming yeah, either of them. It's Boulder at the very end. And yeah. it's just like... The equivalent of the bring the bell, like ding. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's it's killer. Uh, they're both shocked, and um, and the, she her teacher the proclaims she's the best earthbender I've ever seen. Yeah, she's incredible. And 
Then, uh... So what happens when you give girls Barbie dolls, you know, their whole lives, and then you, like, get blown away when they're good at, like, oh, math and stuff. (laughs) So, uh, Toph is pleading her case, and she's like, you know, I'm just really good at fighting and being an earthbender and being great and that's what i'm good at dad she's hoping to see that her parents you know have and seen we, yeah we get this and... we get this resolution that like oh well okay we we've all seen this storyline play out a thousand times where she's gonna her dad's gonna realize that he has to it's made me realize something it has yes no he doesn't at all he's like i've let you have far too much freedom from now on, you will be cared for and guarded 24 hours a day. If this has taught me anything, it's that uh, I don't know half the shit you do at night, and I need to put a, a, a bigger a bigger hold on your um, your movement to make sure you don't just sneak off and do a bunch of crazy stuff. It's way too dangerous. He like completely doubles and triples down, and not only is it very clear that... Uh, if Toph, unless Toph takes her fate into her own hands, she will never be free. Uh, and... And this is why, just like, you know, and as hard as it can be, get cutting out toxic relationships from your life, even if it means your parents, then that's what she's done. She tried to, like, rationalize and, you know, take the civic route and show empathy and all this bullshit, and well... <laughs> Here we are. And so it blows up in her face. Uh, they, they're like, hey, uh, get the fuck out of my house. I don't care if you're the Avatar. You sneezed food into all of our faces, and I haven't forgot about that. I'm really, really upset about it. And uh, How dare you! Yeah, <laughs> Greta Thunberg, how dare you! They, they leave, and Aang apologizes, and Toph apologizes back, and it's really sad. And they're strapping up Appa, and she just shows up randomly, she just pops up and she's like, hey, my dad changed his mind. And they're like, cool. Ooh, great. What she basically says is, hey, uh, can you like kidnap me? It'd be great if you could like kidnap me right now. And they're all like, you know what? One of us, one or all of us has gotten kidnapped in nearly every fucking episode of season one. So fuck it. Yeah. This time we're we're doing the kidnapping. It's season two, book two, kidnapping. Book two, Amber. Alert. Alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aang and the gang are, are starting I mean, no, that's what it is. What an kidnapping. Amber alert is, like, it's, it's like, it's, instead of an Amber alert, it's an Ember alert. Ember alert. <laughs> and you just get the the Fire Nation logo, and you're like, wait, I thought I t- oh. deleted Tinder. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, no, this they, they kidnapped the kid. We gotta go, man. <laughs> Last scene on a... Flying uh, 100-year-old uh, bison Buick. <laughs> it's like, like, Toph is, Toph comes to them and she's like, hey, my dad said I could leave, but only if we leave, like, right fucking now, like, very quickly and we don't ask don't questions. Don't ask questions, like, just and, right and just naturally, Zach is like, oh, well, and if we leave, like, now, like, we'll, we gotta go before your dad changes his mind. And Toph's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, Sokka gets it. Yeah, Sokka knows that dad didn't change his mind. She's like, we gotta leave right now. So they leave, and um, we we cut to the dad, and the dad's like, "Yo, they just kidnapped my daughter. Go hunt her down." And that's it. That's the episode. That's that's where that's where we're at. Where uh, so 
I think uh, before it's time to sign off, though, and go enjoy our weekend, babe, uh, we got some experience points to give out. That's right. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! We're a deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. Yeah, so do you want to go first? Um, sure, I'll go first. Um, my my nat twenty this episode has to go to Toph, and it's got to be the the moment where she basically rotated the the stage to take out all three people at once. It was a wild move. It was a crit. Like a crit success in a way that it was like, okay, this doesn't just affect you. You redirect the enemy and it affects all of them. Uh, it was amazing. It was awesome. And it was the most damage I've ever seen dealt in one round. You did it. Yeah, I think that was a great, and we just learned what the true price to pay is more than physical when you underestimate someone because of their uh you know their disability so don't do that um my crit success i think is katara and her bluff check with these two uh you know like intimidate check yeah her intimidate check with Mm. these two goons the beginning of the episode to the point where they when she returns she doesn't even have to (laughs) roll again like it was like you don't have to roll you can just success the first time they were still literally like dazed yeah they're still shaking their boots yeah oh my crit fails also tough for the very end where she asks Sokka for the belt and he drops it and she just takes it to the dome (laughs) she collapses yeah this oh, belt. she's like i'll take that back yeah i'll take that back and she's like snide and holds out her hand and Saka just drops it and it just comes straight down on her it's great which would have totally fractured her skull <laughs> and holy shit they killed Toph and they haven't even like this all of a sudden became uh <coughs> this all of a sudden became gone girl <laughs> uh what's your crit fail babe my crit fail is uh definitely um, I'm just gonna go with ta- like the Beifong family for constantly like being shitty parents. Yeah, bad bad parenting. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not a bad call. That's gonna do it for us, folks. It's time for us to go and enjoy our weekend, and then for me to wake up early on Monday and spend six hours in the editing bay getting this ready for Wednesday. Um. Thank you all for listening. We love every one of you. Uh, we hope you to hear from you. Who? What uh, was your favorite uh, moment of the episode? What favorite song did we not cover that you wish we had? That's email right. email us at mycabbagecast at gmail.com. That's and right. make sure that there are more fan messages than robo messages in our inbox. Kate, Wait, thanks. So far, the fans are winning. The fans are winning. Uh, not for long. Not for long if, if, if these robocalls keep increasing like they do. Our outro music is by Jay Curtis, my brother. He's great. Go check his stuff out. Uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this has been My Cabbages. Goodbye. Peace and love. Bye. Two lovers forbid from one another. Awards invites their